0: The Paper Cuts Podcast has bad language and spoilers, so cover your f***ing ears.
1: You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic
0: podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for tuning into Paper Cuts. Episode, or issue, should I say, 106, where uh, it's me and Matt much tonight. Matt, say hello to the audience.
2: Hello to the audience. No, I don't want to. Oh, man. That was. D- you did it. Pretend it's, I didn't. It's- you Evan, want, take that. <laughs> you
0: want to rewind? You want to do it again? Hang on. No, hang on. I don't. Leave it all
2: in. Okay. Leave it all in. Great. It's all going.
0: Great. Um, Dan has been Ooh, besieged by gremlins, I believe, and his power is now out. And these gremlins may or may not kill him. I told him. I
2: hope it's a poltergeist. I. Be you know awesome. what?
0: Poltergeist would be dope as fuck. And we encountered some poltergeists. Apparently, all you need to counteract poltergeists is a flashlight and a nine millimeter pistol.
2: That's it, huh? <laughs>
0: for, worked in a video game, has to work in real life, right? <laughs> for those of you oh, who don't know what um, we're talking about.
2: <laughs> that's weird. I wonder what. What? Now, we used a revolver for that whole game.
0: We we did. Well, we used a shotgun. Oh, you're right. It was a revolver. It was not a 9mm. I'd apologize. All right, so you get a <laughs> three fifty seven Magnum. You're fine. That's a revolver, right? I I
2: gonna that's going to take out better. a goddamn metal door. It's going to take out a poltergeist. Especially when they're inhabiting corporeal bodies. I mean, that gives you something meat to kill.
0: Oh, yeah, the Taken. They were something. Anyway, go check out our playthrough of Alan Wake on Twitch. Um, but back to business. We read some comic books this week, didn't we, Matt?
2: Yes. We did.
0: They were, in fact, books with pictures in them and some words.
2: Picture books. Picture no, uh, books. Comics.
0: <laughs> I like picture books. Let's call them picture books from now on. We read Thomas the remember? Tank Engine, number one. It was great. It was really educational.
2: Oh, man. Picture page was Bill Cosby. We're not allowed to like that anymore.
0: Wait. What's picture page? That might have been Picture my page
2: time. was an old show. I barely remember it. It was hosted by Bill Cosby, I think, and it was some kind of like, quasi-interactive, like, he would talk to the audience, but he was just making a TV show, so kids, because we're all dumb as kids, you'd talk back to the television, but it wouldn't matter, and the answers were always right, because he was just, like, giving you a second to say, it's a turtle, and like, that's right, it's a turtle, or something like that, and it's like Blue's Clues.
0: Oh, I remember Blue's Clues.
2: I watched that shit, man.
0: Well, when I was sick and home from school, I'd watch it. Because Fever Dreams were great with Blue's Clues. Because everything talked.
2: (laughs) Fucking record that on your VCR and watch it after school. Some educational programming, man. Get
0: high as fuck and watch Blue's Clues. No? No one did? Okay. Alright, cool. Anyway, let's talk about some books. First book uh, I want to talk about is probably the one I would say that we synonymously probably like the least even including Dan. I'm going to include Dan in on this vote because I don't, he probably wouldn't have liked it either and that's a uh, spell on wheels number 1. Uh just a preface real quick. We 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 didn't necessarily pick this book. We we picked a Xena, We Xeno Well, we picked Xeno Warrior Princess number 1 what? and um okay, you can't talk during this. And um <laughs> And we, we didn't read it because it was... You can't was, hear a word. You can't hear a word. Uh, yeah. it, was, um, it wasn't the first issue. It was issue six, and uh, the issue that we saw was a reprint uh, for a limited edition cover now rather than go back and read six issues which we do not have time to read through 10 issues of comics for <laughs> including the ones we have to read and then six issues of xena uh we just went with a totally entirely different book called Spell on Wheels so i almost think we probably should have just read six issues six of xena 6 issues of Zena yeah and that would have been would have been more well. enjoyable um there all right so
2: just one thing what now I'm on record as claiming that I, myself, am some kind of idiot, but I had to reread the first issue of Xena three times before I understood what was happening, and I don't know why, there was a little bit of non-linear storytelling, it wasn't too contrived in its um, winding, but man, I I don't know what happened. So, so... Just just a, a Matthew Mutch
0: quick note is Xena might be a pass.
2: I mean, I think <laughs> if you're a big fan of Xena, that book was probably awesome. Uh, I just have a feeling, but I am not. so. Well, you know it, what?
0: I, I think it goes the same way as um, Buffy does because Buffy has a comic book, for those of the people who don't know out there, and um, it starts at season Eight, nine, seven. six, seven, whatever. It picks you know. right
2: up. It yeah. picks right up So after the if
0: end. you've never seen the show, that's probably a bit of a shock to no, your senses. No, um,
2: I would say the Buffy comic is a terrible idea if you've never seen the show because it picks right up.
0: Right, so I would say Xena's probably, a, is Xena sort of the same thing where it just kind of picks right up, or is it trying to reboot and just does a terrible job at it?
2: Um, It doesn't do much of any explanation so it's n- it's the opposite of rebooting. It's it just, it just does. It just, goes it just on. is. And it's trying to lure you in by the first page. Zena's dead. So
0: oh really? What? No. And then it goes back. Oh. And then it goes back. Oh, we're doing that. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's we're doing. Probably that, better you don't little, read that book. Or maybe it's good we didn't like actually it, review it.
2: As of this point, that's all you need to know, unless you're a diehard Xena fan. I don't know people probably how, don't. Yeah,
0: I don't know how people it. are gonna feel about Xena dying because, like, I'm I'm not gonna lie. That's like every young girl's like hero is Xena. and I don't I don't blame her. I mean, I think Xena's a complete fucking badass. So that's kind of shitty just to kind of kill her and then be like, well, this is what happened before that. So they're doing a whole memento thing. I don't. I'm kind of done with fucking memento anyway. Uh, so we read spell on wheels, Matt.
2: And we sh- we should have read six issues of Xena.
0: We probably should have, but we didn't. Spell on Wheels. So let's let's talk a little bit about Spell on Wheels. I will say probably the no- most notable uh, part of this book is it was, I believe, written and drawn by a woman cast. So you know that that's good. That's that's cool shit. Um, it's important. It is important to note because I I feel that there aren't enough uh, women in the industry that get notable work done. However. This this book wasn't great. It has a cool premise. Uh so well, let, let's go into it real quick is that you yep. get the, you got these three witches. Uh they work at what I think might be a carnival. Um unless you could you could think of anything better that they might be doing these things in a tent, but I'm going to go with carnival.
2: Yeah, uh just you know, it's like witch plausible deniability, you know. Yeah. Say, "Hey, it's it's fun. It's at a carnival. We're going to read your tarot. We're going to give you a tattoo in a tent." Um, but... They're you know, really they're witches. Actual witches.
0: Yeah, so it's people pretending to be witches who are actually witches. So when they do things, it's for real, for real. Um, but no one knows that because carnival. Who who believes shit out of carnival? I've seen tiny people at a carnival and they don't look real. They look like stuffed animals that they put in a bin. Anyway. <laughs> Shows what kind of carnivals I've been to. Uh, huh. s- so... Uh, d- to to go more into this um the, the premise of the book is uh it it seems like one of these witches has a jilted lover uh and the lover wants revenge he breaks into the witch's house and he steals a bunch of their shit for someone someone who you don't know yet but apparently is very powerful uh but is still a very fearful of these magician. uh a very powerful magician Snoop Dogg, the cricket the magician um it's not Snoop Dogg, just spoilers Anyway, um so we, as, as this book goes along, it, it it's very um I, I don't know, Matt. Like do do you have any anything to really add to this because the more I think about it, the more I just think it was just bland. It wasn't a bad book, it was just bland.
2: The best thing I have to say about this book is that this was a not purposefully but just by its nature, an extremely targeted book. And we were not the target.
0: No, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we weren't the target. But to be honest, we were slim on number ones this week. Like, after I realized that the Xena thing was a fuck-up, um, I this looked up and down that list quite a few
2: times. and It's probably filling a niche. Yeah. Maybe even a niche that needs to be filled.
0: To be honest, I, you know... I think girls would would like this book which is probably the target like young girls young young preteens um I
2: think they might um if you're into what uh, um what do you want to call it alt stuff alternative Yeah because all all three of the the female protagonists are deliberately um not what do you what do you want to call that I don't know. I don't know the terms because I'm not a young woman. <laughs> No, but they're not average looking or average behaving. No, you're, you're right.
0: The the redhead is a a, a little um, curvy. The you know there there's uh, a girl with black hair highlights. Um, you know that seems more um, on the punk goth side, and then there's an African American yeah, girl. Which they had to throw in the token black girl, of course. <laughs>
2: And she's got half of her head fro and half of her head shaved. Yeah. So it's so like a thing. So they're all purposefully they're like what the hell are they? They're like suicide girls with their clothes on?
0: Yeah, that's a I guess that's a good way to put it. It's
2: Because this is an all ages book?
0: Yeah, so I I mean Matt's got a point. It's it's not it's not it wasn't a book for us, and, again, we picked it because we needed something to read. So, you know, if you're listening and maybe you want to get your your, your daughters into something, I think this would probably be a book that's great for them to read because it definitely encourages individuality. Um, individuality
2: and it, um, independent, empowered women. Yeah, because, uh, I,
0: I mean, like, as far as that goes, like... The,
2: personality and spiritually and paranormally empowered yeah. Women. the uh
0: the antagonist Ed? who is a gentleman by the way is such a whiny little pussy bitch for his motives like it's basically the antagonist the guy who breaks into the house is uh the jilted lover who is um the redhead's the, ex-boyfriend it seems and the only reason he's doing what he's doing like stealing their shit is to make her love her again dude get over it like don't
2: rob the girl that you want to take you back Exactly, Just like... Just pro tip, uh, I'm not qualified to give relationship advice, but it seems like a no-brainer.
0: You know what, Dr. Matt, doc, Dr. Mill, Dr. Phil, Dr. Matt Phil.
2: Dr. Matt now, Phil... what you're gonna wanna do <laughs> is do something nice for her. You know, don't necessarily rob her house of priceless artifacts from her witchcraft. You know, buy her flowers, write her a nice card. Don't um, steal her shit. Don't work for an evil wizard... Uh, Things like that That
0: would have been my first thing Is like man my girlfriend broke up for me You know what I'm not going to do Work for an evil wizard Like That doesn't doesn't seem like a smart idea
2: It just It did stick out that there are three men In this book And one is a crotchety old man One is this Recently dumped Little pussy of a guy And one is a meathead moron that lets them tattoo a horseshoe on his butt
0: yes i swear women out there there are not three archetypes and it's not them so like keep seeing men there are more than just that out there in the world (laughs) oh god like i it it gets better it it does get better we swear tm you know it's just um yeah i i think the the piece for for this uh, and again we could be condemning this before it's even started but it
2: um it started it got an issue it, one it's it, it probably selling one. very well
0: um yeah I'm, I'm sure dark horse is making hand over fist for this book but i i think that the the target audience which matt said is is a uh, is a preteen audience and that that's its niche and it's probably going to sit there and stay there again this is this is going a bit away from the norm for dark horse i i I don't think I've ever seen them do anything like this before. So, I mean, more power to them for, you know, kind of going past their comfort zone. But I don't know how well this is going to sell because I don't. I, again, I could be wrong. There could be a, a lot of you know young girls reading comics, and I encourage that full-heartedly, but I don't know if they're going to make their money back on this book because even looking past that, it's still a little bland. They didn't really do much by saying, like, someone stole our shit. Let's freak out for a while. Let's have a slumber party, and then let's wake up and buy a car and drive somewhere. And
2: that, that well, they'll anything. probably make their money back because this is a full $4 book, and women make 75% of what males do, so... There's a good margin there.
0: Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! We're really hitting the, uh, the 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 big stuff today. Uh, so let, let's move on to the next book, um, Matt. Let's let's move on to the other. I think uh, clinker for uh, this this issue, which was kiss number one.
2: This this was really something. This was definitely a thing. This happened. Uh, we read it. How did you feel about the KISS book, Dean?
0: Oh, my
1: God. What happened? What? What?
0: You okay? Oh, it's
1: Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for listening to the Paper podcast, issue 106. I am your timely host, Dan Ryan. And joining me this week are Matt Much and Dean DeFalco. Gentlemen, let's talk about some comic books. Oh, uh, don't uh, edit t-
2: anything uh, just leave it
1: right like that i'll tell you what dan uh you
0: you came in at a perfect time we were just ending our conversation
1: about spell on wheels spell on wheels how, how do you feel about that i like the idea i like the premise it was just too wordy okay you,
0: you you liked it more than we did we feel that it had like a very niche audience and that audience was not
1: us yeah, no, like I'm not saying that this is something that I I pick like, up
2: every other week.
1: Would pick up every other week, but I think it's a cool idea. I, you know, it was well written, the art was pretty good. Um I just think it was far too wordy. It it could have it could have accomplished its goal without trying so damn hard.
2: They did rattle off literally every witchcraft item that I've ever heard yeah. of.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, the runes, orbs, uh, spells, um, uh, fucking S- scrolls, taros, codums, tarot cards, yeah, tarot,
2: scrotums,
0: yeah.
2: um,
1: you Sc- know, scrotums. Scrotums. Scrotums, yeah. yeah.
2: There were three in this book. Uh,
0: uh, all right. So, so, Dan, do you feel like um, they were maybe picking on the, the men a little bit? Because all the uh, – the, I mean, the antagonist is a male, and he's a really shitty-ass uh, mm-hmm. male character. And then the other two were kind of douches. Well,
1: I, to be fair
0: – He's from
2: Bayonne. Yeah, so, oh, that's true. He is. That's...
1: <laughs> I mean, have you ever met anyone from Bayonne? It's real shit. Yeah, it's a I shit only show.
2: met one person from Bayonne. It's a gorgeous and talented woman yeah? who I haven't seen in about 27 years. <laughs> it's probably
1: because they killed her. <laughs> in Bayonne. <sighs> in Bayonne. No, Bayonne's a lovely city. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, this is... um. The, the, uh, that's what I'm saying. It, it felt like they were trying way too hard. Yeah, like they were I, they were trying too hard to be cool and like feminist and edgy, but still accessible. Like I like the idea. You just pull back a little bit.
0: Right, right, all right. Uh, so, so, all right. Spill on wheels. I, I, I think uh, Dan, is it a buy it or just leave it?
1: Um, I think, I think this is a flip through it at the comic book store. And see if this book is for you. Because I think if you're in this audience, you'll fucking love this.
0: Flip through it at the comic book store, get yelled at by the uh, attendant there, and then they put always it quickly do. back on the shelf. They always do. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, Matt, buy it or leave it?
2: I would leave it.
0: Okay. All right. And I, I, yeah, I'm i probably going to leave it. I, again, it's it's probably a flip through thing. Um, the the premise didn't sound bad on the uh, the the description for it, that's why I was like, ah, can't be terrible, but it was, it wasn't great, so that's, that's why I, I'm, I'm saying leave it, but let's move on to our next book, Dan, because I, I want to see what you got to say about this, because Matt and I just started to talk about this, and
1: that's Kiss Number One. All right, fuck, uh, so, <sighs> well, what did you guys think? Because, it Dean, I'm going to let thing. you go first. I can't host now cuz I came in late. No, That's you you cool. no, it's by just... all
0: means you host man. Take the reins. I I'm I'm passing this back so over to you.
2: Open conversation about Kiss the 2016 comic release
1: from Dynamite Comics uh uh created Amy Chu and uh Queeber Ball are the uh the writers and artists on here. Did you say Queeber? Um, Queeber. Obviously. I obviously, I, I obviously not Queef, Dean. K-E-W-B-E-R. I am not sure how else you could say that. Actually, let me me just, if you don't
2: mind. No, please. Who here has a familiarity with KISS?
1: Unfortunately, I do. Okay, Dan does. Dean
2: raised his hand on an audio podcast. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) See, I have the extent of my knowledge of KISS is that... Oh, wait, that wasn't Kiss. Okay. So, the extent of my familiarity with Kiss consists of the motion picture role models starring Paul <laughs> Rudd and Sean William Scott, I believe. That
1: movie is fucking great, by the way. It's a fantastic
2: <laughs> movie. I recommend it. 10 out of 10 would watch again. But that is the extent of my familiarity. Alright, so Matt. that puts Matt, me so, in a different place. no. no, 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 no. When coming into this comic no
0: matt what, what he
2: said about a couple of jewish men
0: to, well a few jewish men talking about their dicks <laughs> that's pretty accurate
1: and one but, of them's painted like a cat yes yeah. um so let, nobody wants to be peter chris lois
0: no <laughs> so let, let's uh let's let's talk about something real quick um I've listened to a bunch of KISS when I was younger because, like, hair metal's kind of cool in the moment of things. And I mean Love Gun, you know, talking about Derek, yeah. It's kind of a cool song and you know, there's a cool solo and shit. But they're not rushed. Like, there's no story to be told or anything, you know? Like, it, as far as metal goes in the 80s, they were pretty, like, dime a dozen. They just happened to do it ...better than some
1: other people, and... I, they were a show. They were an experience.
0: Right, and how people make comics and stories and games and pinball machines out of them,
2: I... They do. I they don't... Do.
0: How? How? Why is there a video game of, like, Kiss the Dark Carnival and shit? That shouldn't be a fucking thing, but so yet they,
2: people... They don't have a strong through line, and yet they're still... Right. Like, the following
0: that, that's that, that's what I'm trying to get at here is the bottom line is what what is being described in this comic hasn't happened in music. So it's not like <laughs> they're taking things and being like, "Well, you know, they were they sung about this, so maybe like let's let's make it into a fully fleshed story." No, that never fucking happened, man. Like if if you wanted to make a fucking kiss story, it would be about the love doctor and him fucking a bunch of nurses. That's what it would be about. Like
2: Is that what it would fucking? be
0: about? Yeah, that's what it would be about. Just people having sex a lot oh. because Jewish people are really horny, apparently. <laughs> like, shit.
2: Come on, Dean. Everyone's really horny. Yeah,
0: I agree, man. I agree. But go ahead. Like, let's talk about the
1: book a little bit. Well, You're 100% correct. Kiss, my opinion, the comic of like three or four t- songs. Fuck oh, the whole. Okay. Out. Like, I hate them. Um, but this comic, I think very similarly to Spell on Wheels. If you are the audience for this book, you are going to love this fucking book. Because the premise, while it's been done before, most notably in... um, Oh, fuck. <sighs> There's a movie with Bill Murray. The sequel is The City of Sparks or The People of the Sparks. City of Ember. City of... Yeah, that's right. City of Ember, this sort of post-apocalyptic, people living underground... Um, the elders have fucking or the council or the tribunal or whatever you call it has sealed off. Like the the story of this book pretty much is. And WALL-E. Yeah, I, it, it's a post-apocalyptic future. The Great War happened in, uh, it says here. Um,
0: 468 years ago.
1: Yeah, so the uh, the war raged for decades from 2041 to 2068. So what must have happened is that Hillary won this year, eight years. Trump, the on, reanimated corpse of Trump, <laughs> came back in 2041 and finally plunged us into darkness like he said he was going to. Um, the Great War raged from 2041 to 2068, and they uh, they they said goodbye to the sun, which is always the thing. Like, fuck it, we're going underground. That's That's the end of it. And uh, they went underground and they started the city of Blackwell. And 468 years later, uh, four little snot nosed brats are getting up to some shenanigans because one of them, goddammit, has had enough. He wants to get out and he convinces his three shitty friends to go along with him and get up to some mayhem because he found a map. And this map has kiss symbols. All over it. And all throughout the city of Blackwell. A lot of
0: kiss symbols.
1: There's a lot of kiss. There's a lot of Gene Simmons eye makeup everywhere and Paul Stanley's star bullshit. Not so much as Peter Chris's cat makeup. Um, And then Ace Frehley's fucking whatever the hell he is uh, thing. Star child? No. Paul Stanley's the star. I forget what. It doesn't.
0: Hang on. Paul Stanley real quick, though. Like, he had this song called Live to Win. And it's fucking dope as fuck. Like it's like a Rocky song. It should be in a Rocky movie, but I digress. Let's go back to the comic. Book.
1: So they uh, they find they find a map. They go and they break uh, they break out. They find a uh, an air vent to, they to break out really easily. Yeah, they really do. Like, like nobody is. They cover it in a panel. <laughs> like I think like... we should escape. Oh, and we have. That's good. The uh, the
2: secret police and the not-so-secret police all say, oh, we can't go to the surface, the surface is contaminated, we have to stay down here. And the entire world, what's left of it, goes, okay. And then four kids are like, um, everybody says the surface is unlivable. We're fucking going. We're
1: doing this.
2: And then they do, in a panel... Yeah. Yeah. And really
0: easy to, to just like rip a panel off.
1: Yeah. Not uh not not great. But uh, so anyway, they uh they go, they're walking through these tunnels and uh they find a garden where uh, all the food is being grown that is patrolled by uh Robots. Of uh, robots. Lots and lots of robots. Uh the main red headed kid. Uh, He's a twin, by the way. I'm sure that's going to play an important role somewhere later down the line. Twists his ankle because he's shitty and out of shape. Like, you're just running on a flat ground. How do you twist your ankle?
2: Now, if you look at the rock he trips over, it's literally the size of, like, a quarter of a human palm. (laughs) Like,
1: this kid sucks. How is he going to be a hero if a rock can fucking take him down?
2: True. It's because Kiss is going to imbue him with the... Well, we'll get there.
1: Yeah, so they they manage to escape. They find their way into another tunnel, um, and as they are uh, running, there's lots of graffiti and painted images of the four members of Kiss, and uh, it says only you have the answers on one side, and then on the other side it says only you have. It looks like it says awaswas again because it's missing an R. And it the N kind of looks like a W in the second answers. No, you're right. Yeah, Awaswas. So only you have the Awaswas. So
2: the 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 interesting conceit, which is actually a little interesting. Sure. It's that the entire world for a time, somewhere in or around the the Great War, what the entire world was hinged on kiss (laughs) and then society went on to the point where kiss was completely integrated into all aspects of life as shown by the city they lived in as well as the old map and then was slowly forgotten right kind of like Uh, organized religion.
0: Yes, KISS was the religion. It was the religion. Oh, let's not go there. There are some people that worship probably KISS
2: more than God, though. Because where I interrupted us, they stumble into a church still underground, still in a tunnel. Right. A building easily identifiable as a church with an altar and stained glass representations of the four KISS symbols. Right. And... The only presence in the church is an ancient supercomputer called Morpheus. Right.
1: The god of sleep. Or dreams.
0: Or Sandman. Enter. Wrong
1: book.
2: Ent- exit, no, that's or, the
1: Metallica book. Enter <laughs> Nights. We'll get to that next week.
2: And the, re- the contents of this computer are giant, larger-than-life holograms of the members of KISS yes and that's where we leave off they are gods they were gods
1: well and to some people matt i believe they still are i know uh my dearly departed friend lou who died a few years ago boy did this fucking guy love kiss i mean when we worked the game crazy it was, uh, it was a miracle at the time that on the original Xbox, you could rip your CDs to it and just play it in the store. It was like the greatest thing that ever happened. So, Lou... Up to seven gigabytes.
0: Detroit, Rock City, and Love Gun all day.
1: Lou was able to fit in those seven gigabytes every fucking recorded minute of KISS. And it was on... All the time. It's what we call dedication. There were but three of us that worked at the store. Love God! Love God! When you walked in to the... Oh, hey, Shelter. Um, (laughs) She just, like, Dean sang. She popped out from the back and slowly questioned her life choices and then sat back down. Yeah,
0: she does that a lot. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Dan's better adjusted
2: than me. He didn't scream.
1: (laughs) But, um... I mean, to to my buddy Lou, Kiss were gods. Like this was a guy who dressed up legitimately into his fucking forties as Peter Chris for Halloween. So did Peter Chris. So did Peter Chris. That's his, true. That's very true. it was almost seventies. That fucker's still painting himself like a cat. But gotta make a paycheck <laughs> somehow, man. I like the sound of this guy. <laughs> He's fucking dedicated man um if you're a kiss fan this book is right up your alley because i will be honest if this book had nothing to do with kiss but just had something to do with four random fucking dudes i would be into this
2: yeah i mean city of ember was an award-winning book and that's essentially what it is except with a, a coat of kiss paint on it (laughs)
1: <laughs> with like, a coat of grease...
0: Someone graffitied Kiss pain" all over this, son of a bitch.
2: Which is interesting, because the book appears to have been written with Kiss in mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And... But... Until the last page, Kiss is almost just like a bolted-on afterthought. It's, um... It's the Super Mario Bros. 2 of Kiss. <laughs> it started off as... Doki Doki Panic in Japan and, turned and then they just kiss. decided it was going to be a Mario game in America so this comic existed and then they were like well what if you made it a kiss comic
0: listen for those of you Stone Age gamer fans out there we need a rom hack of, uh, of uh, Super, Oops, Mario, Super Mario uh, 2 and just changed Peach Luigi and Toad to the cast of Kiss
1: yeah, I would. I would fucking oh play that game. God. I would. Too. I gotta,
2: guys. I gotta go. I gotta learn how to code.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am not, however, going to read the next next issue of no, this book. Neither am I. This is a pass for me, um, mostly because, like I said, the story was okay. If you're a Kiss fan, it's going to be great. The art left a lot to be desired. I didn't like a lot of the faces. Um, for me, this just wasn't um, dynamic enough to make up. It's not bad. The art is good. The storytelling is fine. Uh, like I said, the facial facial expressions were kind of um, hit or miss for me. But it wasn't engaging or dynamic enough to make up for the fact that it was a book about kiss. Which I'm just not interested in. So it is a pass for me. Matt, what about you? I'm a little interested. All right. That's fair. That's, that's why we do this shit. So it's I'm a buy like... it from Matt. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. You are the fucking hanging Chad of this here election.
0: Me? Yeah. Oh shit. Um. Can I just be? Just do what you feel, Dean. Can I I just remain in a a hanging Chad and like fuck up the election even more?
1: You're going to vote for Gary Johnson? I would like to. Yes. (laughs) Let's do that. Chop
0: it. Uh. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna have to say. Um. It's, it's 50-50 for me, because part of me is like, you remember Kiss, Dean? You used to like them once, and I was like, yeah, I was like 10. 10 10-year-old Dean doesn't doesn't want to listen to Kiss They're anymore. They're
1: not appropriate for 10-year-olds, are they? For 10-year-old boys, the only thing you care about at 10 years old if you're a boy is your dick. So, yes, Kiss, kiss. is incredibly oh, appropriate. Okay.
2: I, I, again, I don't understand, so I, I okay. have to ask.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I... Uh... I'm going to give it one
1: more issue. Oh, All right. Okay. Cool. So I am the odd man out here, and well, that is okay. I, I, I am fine To be fine fair,
0: with I was poo on it a bit, so, like, it, you know, I, I, I just, I want to see what's going on here, and then I'm going to keep shitting on it some more.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So I think we should jump from Kiss to another multimedia property. Gojira. Gojira. Gojira.
2: That's really offensive. It's
0: not really offensive because that's how they say it in Japan. <laughs> just kidding.
2: Is
1: it like?
0: Look, it's pronounced G O R I J R I J J I R A in Japan. Gorjira. So, like, I'm just I'm just saying what they say in Japan, man. I'm you know just that's it. That's it. If that's you all. if you said
1: if you said it with like a southern twang, <laughs> Gorjira. I'm going to see that new Gojira movie. That looks fucking good. He's a giant lizard. I'm gonna fucking see him blow some shit up. That Shin
0: Gorgira. That that looked real good back there in them cinema reels.
1: <laughs> back there at that movie house, I'ma see a giant lizard with some fire breath. He probably had some jalapenos. <laughs>
2: It ain't fire breath. It's nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> N- nuclear. I couldn't even say it wrong. I couldn't even pronounce it wrong.
1: Nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Nuclear. Nuclear
0: breath. breath. Oh shit! Right,
1: oh, man, I used to live in Texas. It's it. fine. I can talk about them. Sure. Um. So anyway, Godzilla Rage Against Time Number Three, uh, featuring a distinct lack of Godzilla but, in this one. But we have kaiju. Oh, good. So. One of my very favorites of all time, Mothra, who's just fucking dope as shit, and Batra, who is way scarier than Mothra.
0: I I just want (laughs) to lay this out for you. Like, if we're going to do this, like, if we're going to do Rage Against Time and we're going to, like, go through all the monsters, I'm totally okay with that. Like, I'd love to see Anguirus. I'd love to see, uh, uh, guy again. I'd love to somehow see fucking uh, Monster X, fucking uh, what what the hell's his name, uh, 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 King Ghidorah, make it somehow from space onto the. Fu- oh, uh,
1: that's gotta happen. Fucking dope as shit. Oh man, like I'd be hyped as fuck to see that. If I can somehow get a dope ass representation of Biolante in this fucking comic book, I will be just as pleased as Punch because Biollante is fucking insanely awesome. The smog monster? No, the fucking crazy plant thing that has oh, three different forms. And yeah.
0: yeah, that was a crazy movie. God bless is
1: Fucking awesome.
2: I have, a, I have a rookie question.
1: Shoot. Godzilla's what? the big lizard. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Not that rookie. Okay. <laughs> was it uh, canon or was it some kind of American retcon that Godzilla was created by nuclear Did I say it right? nuclear yeah nuclear experimentation in the 50s. That's not recon that's real. That's real.
0: Yeah, the so then, the original um Godzilla movie is a super serious um film about like nuclear
2: what, proliferation. Right,
0: right. Yeah, and like got like something like Godzilla could come from that and like all the destruction it caused. That movie was oh man, like k- don't watch that kids. That's just gonna give you a major, like, sad, sad phase. Like, you're gonna be full of sad juice after that. That is not a happy movie. But all,
1: all I'm wondering for the theme because holy shit, that theme is incredible.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it the movie's great. Like, as far as like a movie altogether, like if you wanna get a, a really good experience for what Godzilla is, there there's no place to start but the original movie. But this is not a movie podcast. We should not be talking about this. We have a comic book to talk about.
2: The only question is, how is he traveling through time if he was created in the 50s? Not
1: important. Okay.
2: I accept that answer.
1: Fair enough. Okay. So, Godzilla Rage Against Time. We've had two issues so far. One of them has taken place in ancient Japan and was incredible. Uh, Just one of the best issues I think I've read this year, quite honestly. The second issue was Godzilla taking on the gods of Olympus. And this third issue, uh, does not feature Godzilla, but does feature Mothra and Batra in, uh, plague infested England in the what 1600s, 1300, 1300. 1300s. So in the 1300s in, uh, it, it starts off with, uh, with a professor, I assume, well, they call him the doctor, which I suppose was a a cheeky nod to doctor who, uh, or maybe I'm just reading (laughs) into that. Um, this doctor is searching for some remains, and there there is but one panel of introduction before we, boom, we're back in the 1300s, and this is the time of the plague of the Black Death, and it starts with one of my favorite images from that time period: the fact that the uh, plague knights. I was going to say plague knights in this, yeah. It like an actual thing, and not just like a sexy thing that you do on the weekend when you're into, you know, some, some like some S and M. Yeah. Um, cool. They look so cool. Like the plague night design is just awesome. And the fact that that's like based on reality, I think is even cooler. Not the reason that it's based on reality. Cause you know, fuck the plague. I, 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 I'm that's going out on a limb thing. saying that, but, you know, yeah, fuck the plague, stupid rats. Um, so we've got these uh, these plague knights, and they go to see King Edward III, and King Edward charges Gilder, one of his knights, with a a quest, a crusade, if you a sacred mission, a sacred mission to go and rid England of the plague, and he's going to go and he's going to find the dragon that is outside the castle walls that is surely responsible. For the rats infesting everybody with the plague surely because that makes sense King Edward uh, was also crazy as a son of a bitch so this kind of fits in with uh, with him just being a, a fucking nutcase but uh, Gilder brings a couple other knights with him Aldred, I- Isolda, and Baldrick and then nameless other plague knights that are there and they're out wandering the countryside of England. They see some rats, and uh, but they take off their masks anyway. They're like, look, it's too fucking far away. Uh, not a big deal. And a fucking character pops up out of the ground. Now, this is not um,
0: It's 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 uh, I think this happened in the Mothra movie. They have like a, sort of like larva type stuff, or maybe it was Rodan. I don't know, but like the monsters have like a larva form. And they sort of just kind of like pop up and shit. It's nothing major, but like they they think that's the the dragon, right?
1: Right, and I I couldn't remember this thing's name, but I know I've seen it in in one of the Godzilla movies before. But you're right; it's one of these larval forms of the monsters. Um, pops up. He's got a little bit of a of a gigan looking thing but it's definitely not gigan gigan being like a fucking space monster and shit anyway looks kind of like has claws for hands uh and they fucking kill him no problem like they just they they destroy the shit out of this thing and they're like wow that was, that was really easy. easy awesome moving on and they're like no 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 i'm sure there's is, there is another and they see not another.
2: that dragon that dragon. That
1: dragon. And out of nowhere, which is surprising given his size, pops Batra. And Batra is fucking awesome. He's, He's really angry. He's like a giant bat fucking... Tra. <laughs> He's a giant bat. Yeah, he is a Batra. He's like a bat and a wasp kind of mixed together, I think, it would be a good way to describe him for people who don't know. Yeah, Yeah. He's got kind of like a stinger on his ass and a little tail and I, he's fucking cool. he's like a hundred and forty tons of mean, yeah, he's just fucking angry and uh he goes out starts attacking the knights they're they're getting fucked up they're they're running off into uh into the woods and one of the featured knights Aldrick, uh gets eaten by Patra he just fucking snacks on him, so everybody's upset they're kind of wandering through the woods and they they find a temple, and they believe that they have been led to the temple by the almighty God. He has sent them there. It is a holy place, and they need not bring their weapons. They need not feel scared, even though when they show up, they start to hear they, they hear some singing, and they see two twin Polynesian girls <laughs> in the middle of England, which should fucking scare them. That would freak me the fuck out. I'm not going to lie. Like they, they're not where they belong, and I suppose, I suppose the argument could be made that they're like what? No, but no, it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe they were fucking supposed to be like because in it's the in the Mothra fine. movie, they are portrayed as islanders. Correct. It has been a yeah. long time since I've seen it. Well,
0: I, they they they're on an island, and like I I I get it, but but
1: it's not the island it, because Japan is an island, but Mothra is not. Japanese like it's a Polynesian island right there there's sort all right so what what i
0: gathered from this is they're sort of making this where Mothra is more of a god and just it, he's in the or she or she is in the place where she's most needed so you know, the way the knights took this is that there was a plague and Mothra was going to solve this and that was their savior and god. Um, I don't know how true that rings through because we really don't know too much shit about this besides Batra's here, Mothra's going to fight him. The end.
1: And uh, honestly, out of what I've read so far this week, this panel of Mothra appearing from the temple with the, the ray of the sun behind it Favorite panel that I've seen, dude. It's like Finn Balor
0: coming out oh, when uh, the, the entrance Lord. music and shit. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, pretty dope.
1: <laughs> it was glorious, actually. It's more Bobby Roode, it was fucking glorious. And the the Mothra underneath, like the song that 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 the uh the worshippers of Mothra sing, fucking awesome. It was good stuff. Like, I, I mean, th- this book, there was only
0: one real like artistic flaw in that I saw with it. And it was when um, Mothra and Batra are fighting a little bit, and uh, that girl jumps in, I can't remember Isolde. her name. Isolda. yeah. And it's it's her jumping towards Batra to go stab him, and things get so muddy and confusing because there's a, um,
1: yeah, that, a huge... Yeah, that was a hot mess. Right,
0: because there's a huge page spread in the back combined with panels in front of it. And you cannot tell what the fuck is going on to save your life. And it, it, like, I mean, it wasn't incredibly bothersome, but it was enough where like, I don't see what's really going on at this point. Like, I understand what happened. Like, she fell, a Batra fucked her up, and she's dead now or she's dying. But you, you know, I
1: I don't know how she got up there.
0: Neither do I. She just apparently jumped because she is a super good sprinter jumper. She's an Olympian. <laughs>
1: She's an Olympian, mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, th- that panel aside, uh, Mothra and Batcher fight. Uh, Mothra wins because Mothra is because dope Mothra. As fuck. I always felt Mothra was female as well. I,
0: I you know, I, I, guess it's just one of those assumptions, but Doesn't I, you know, it who offspring? am I to assume?
1: What did you say, Matt?
2: Doesn't Mothra have offspring?
1: Uh, well, I, not. It, it's not, like, direct. Like, oh, there wasn't God. a scene of, like, Daddy Mothra and Mommy Mothra getting it on. You know, like...
2: Pollinating and
1: shit. <laughs> it's a giant moth monster. It could be asexual. Giant moth orgy. I suppose it could. I don't know. I just always felt that the character was portrayed with a, a mothering sort of instinct about it. I don't know. Anyway, Mothra comes out fucking Rex Batter's Day. The uh, the knights are all super stoked that they've been saved, but but Gilder unfortunately is ridden with the plague he's
0: down with the sickness some might say he is
1: down with this wow sorry oh god that's just gonna be in my head for weeks now so thanks
0: thanks for that he was up
2: he was up he was down with the sickness
0: (laughs) matt the way you deliver things are second to none
1: oh my goodness i'm sort of wishing my power didn't come back on right now i'm not gonna lie (laughs) Um, so Gilder is uh is plague ridden. Uh Solda is dying on the steps. He go over he goes over and uh hangs out with her as she dies. He burns her body and uh he's hanging out with the sword. The rest of the knights go back uh to the castle, but King Edward, being a nutter, has said that they have to be killed on site anyway because the plague is just fucking everywhere. And uh we then cut back to present day with some archaeologists, this doctor guy. Uh, looking at, at the bones of Batra and the bones of Gilder with the sword. And the next stop is crossing the Alps.
0: Alright, was was there a promo image for this? Because uh, I, I I closed the book before I read it and then I didn't have time to look back at it. Because I had to eat dinner and shit after.
1: I, I don't believe so. Okay. I don't know. I didn't... Like, this was the last thing I looked before I just called you guys. So, um... I don't know. I, I I think I liked this issue the least out of the three that I've read so far, but it's still really cool. I still really, really liked it.
0: Well, I mean, lack of Godzilla, I, I guess, takes away from it a little bit. But, like, I, having other monsters in there is cool as well.
1: What did oh you think of this, Matt? Because you, as you said with your rookie question – are obviously not a huge Godzilla person. Fucking rookie.
2: <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty good. I was interested. There was enough going on. Um, the lack of Godzilla wasn't a direct turn off. I mean, I was wondering where it was.
1: Right, but, I was kind of I expecting mean, him I made it through. To pop out, Like at the end of like, oh shit. And then just fucking like knock.
0: Beat the shit out. Fucking eat Mothra's head well, off. Yeah, like- that's
2: what happens. That's that's how it goes. But then it didn't. And it doesn't look like it's going to be a two-parter. This was just a, an issue without him.
0: See, I don't necessarily mind that, though, because Godzilla does no, have do s- such okay. a big universe with other characters in it. Like, yeah, you can kind of go a little bit without him. It's not a huge deal. We'll see him next time. We will see him next time.
1: Because I'm going to keep reading this book. I mean, this was a definite buy for me. It's a good book. Yeah, it- did you, Matt, have you read the other two? Yes. What did you think of the other two? I mean,
2: I thought they were very good. They definitely held me. They're not my favorite books, but that that's okay. I mean, they were really good. This is an interesting thing to do.
1: That that first one in feudal Japan with Orochi and the art looking like a woodcut, Like, I thought that one was out of control great.
2: Even just as an artistic venture. Yeah, is- it was
1: fucking cool. The one with Zeus was cool. This was cool. I'm excited to see where this goes. And I think I think you're right, Dean. I think we will eventually. We have to get King Ghidorah. Oh, that'd be fucking so cool, man. Cause that has to happen.
0: Well, the thing is... it. I, I mean, I know they're not yeah, going they're- by regular canon, so it definitely could happen. I just... I want it to be good if it does happen. Like, I don't want it to be half-assed.
1: I, I honestly... Like, I could, I, if I had to guess, I would say that the, the King Ghidorah and Mecha Godzilla shit will take place in the future issue because it's Rage Against Time. So we'll eventually get to future Godzilla stories.
2: Oh, I didn't even think that. You know, that's, yeah.
0: that's actually a pretty good idea, man. I, I didn't think about it going into the future like that.
1: I think that makes a lot of sense with, I mean, with the Ghidorah story of him. The whole, I mean, th- we're not going to get into it because it's a little complicated, but eventually showing back <laughs> up with Mecha King. Uh, eventually showing back up as Mecha King Ghidorah with Mecha Godzilla. Fuck, if they work Ultraman into this, I will be super stoked.
0: Does Toho own the rights to that?
1: To Ultraman? Yeah. I believe it does.
0: Okay, I, 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 I don't know because I, I didn't, like, I know that they don't own the rights to. Uh, what the fuck's that turtle fucker's name that they don't own the rights to?
1: Oh, um, not Angiris.
0: No, the, the the you know he spins around on a shell, shoots laser beams at fucking people. There's a Kaiju Max book sort of about it where they murdered him.
2: I can think of who you're talking about, but I can't.
1: Made a solo movie of his. They did. It was really good. Oh, I want to see it now. Fuck, I can't remember the name of yeah, it. Yeah, but now you though. guys
0: know who I'm talking about. Like, I'll remember
1: yeah. it as soon as we're done Gamera? with the podcast.
0: Camera, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah
2: giant fire spewing turtle monster
0: he's fucking dope as fuck man and he's for the people man he 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 should be president so he was a crossover they don't they don't own him no they don't own him huh. he's always like kind of done his own thing
1: the Gamora movie was two years ago
0: maybe you know i saw a preview about it i think and that was it um it's it i i really want to see that though like we should all watch that we should get together and watch a game or a movie
1: And our last book of the week. So jumping from giant kaiju monsters to a monster in his own right. The infamous Iron Man number one, part of the Marvel Now, even though Civil War 2 isn't over, written by Brian. That makes me so mad. Really does. Uh, What's awesome about this, to me, though, is it it is the reuniting of the Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev team. Their run on Daredevil is some of the most incredible shit. Um, If you enjoyed the Daredevil Netflix series, you have Alex Malieve and Brian Michael Bendis to thank for it. Because that show does not exist based on the Kevin Smith run alone, nor the Bob Gale shit that came after it. The, The Brian Michael Bendis and then the Ed Brubaker, Mike Lark run on Daredevil after that, just absolutely incredible stuff. Um. So this reunites the team and tells the story of apparently, at some point, fucking spoilers for Civil War, they should have warned us about this. Oh, the whole Tony thing? Yeah, at some point, apparently Tony Stark is going to die. Yeah, on live television. On live television, apparently Tony Stark is going to fucking bite it and upload his consciousness... Into a fully functional AI, so he still gets to exist in the Marvel universe just without a corporeal body.
2: Which is weird because it's similar to what happened to Ultimate Tony Stark.
0: Y- right. You know, let let's be real for a second. This is this is basically Superior Spider-Man. They're just they're just doing Superior Spider-Man. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, I'm not except- I'm not against it because it's it's cool and all, and we probably could have done with more Superior Spider-Man, but this is Superior Spider-Man.
2: Except he's less evil.
0: Well, Ak wanted to do less evil in the beginning. Like, he wanted to be better than Spider-Man. And then he just, like, he didn't know how because he's a fucking villain. Bad guys don't know how to not kill people because that's what they do all the time.
2: But it seems like some event during the course of Civil War II has actually, seems to have made Doom, like, good.
1: Or his version of good.
2: Well, his version.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that. Because this this book started out with, I think, perhaps the best... Let's see, there's uh, four panels on the first page and, like, seven panels on the second page.
0: Look, he warned Par- Parker Robbins, okay? He warned him.
1: It took about 11 panels to make Doctor Doom about as badass as he's ever been and give... Every fucking reason that we should fear this guy and respect this guy as a major, major villain in the Marvel Universe. Because certainly the, the gathering of the cabal is there. And the cabal, uh, if we remember from the Secret Wars or uh, pri- even prior Infinity. to that, Infinity stuff. Um it was awesome. It, it was good. Was that an eye roll? Were you, were you being?
2: No, it was sincere.
1: All right. I did. I did enjoy it. So we've got Doctor Doom, Emma Frost, Namor, uh, Parker Robbins, the Hood, and female Loki, and they are sitting around talking, and they are waiting for Norman Osborn to show up. Uh, the Hood is pushing it, really, just talking to Doctor Doom and egging him on, you know, saying like I read this about you in this book. Um, you know, I'm I'm learning shit about demonology in the underworld, and I found I found this thing that said you battled a demon and you won, and you got the soul of your mother back. Is that true? I want to know, mostly because I'm a fan, and I think that's fucking amazing. Like, that's really cool. And I just, I just want to know. And, uh, you know, Doom gives him a little bit of shit about it, and he's like, no, I'm just like, I want to know if you beat a demon, man. And Doom's response is so awesome. It's, I have, and now you will cease your prattle fuck that's badass that's a badass dude it right it was there.
0: it quite was
1: so parker robbins then pushes him a little bit though and he's like all right if you are, sh- if you have shown that you can beat a fucking demon you have a country you're richer than all of us put together why the fuck are you still doing this doom's answer is to banish him from the table to india
0: he basically says shut your goddamn mouth
1: Everybody Shut your mouth and get halfway across the world from me. Everybody's like, shit, did you just kill him? And he's like, nah, he's in India. He'll find his way back. Because I imagine, like, India to be about halfway around the world from Latveria. Perhaps I'm wrong. but At least a quarter. Uh, at least a quarter. But uh, we then jump from that to Victor Von Doom being back in the wor- Well, no, actually, we jump from that to Bendis... Doing what he does very very well, and that is making old shitty villains relevant.
0: Yeah, where the fuck did that come from with Diablo?
1: <laughs> it, yeah, we are we are treated to a scene of Diablo, probably the best Diablo scene that there has ever been. Diablo is a is a C lister villain at at best. That that may be being generous with it. Maybe you could read
2: about him on a future issue. On the D-list. Uh, welcome to the D list.
1: Yeah. <laughs> on Geek.com. D list might be a little bit big, but anyway, so shameless self-promotion, Dan. Absolutely. Geek.com. New shit every single day. Every single day. Diablo has somehow managed to capture the director of Shield, Maria Hill. He has cooked up a truth serum that is going to punish her if she lies. He wants to know the codes to the helicarriers and the triskelion and doom shows up and uh turns diablo into a pile of ashes
0: bye felicia
1: totally says bye felicia like that is just you're done we're done here and then again being badass dr doom is like so director hill i'm gonna keep this between us because uh This would embarrass the fuck out of you and kind of discredit your organization. And I'm pretty much trying to turn a new leaf. So we're just not even going to mention this. And Maria, I think at that moment, says what we were all thinking. What what the fuck? Fuck. Because pretty much, what the fuck? We then jump over to Doom, uh, talking to a doctor who is working on Alzheimer's research. And he appears that he wants to help her. Uh, But he has to teleport away because uh, Ben Grimm, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., shows up. He's looking for Dr. Doom. Um, We then see Doom in Tony Stark's armory touching an Iron Man suit. They have a little bit of banter back and forth. And uh, Doom says, no, I figured (laughs) it out. I'm going to be Iron Man. I'm not asking your permission. I'm just going to do it. it. I'm going to be Iron Man. It's going to be cool. And uh, then we get a scene of his mother looking into a uh, Dr. Doom's mother, looking into a cauldron because she's a witch. And she's about that. And she's about that life. And Is she... that Morgan Le Fay or is it someone else? No, it was, it was his mother.
0: Uh, yeah, okay. They, I think they said it. They said your son.
1: Yeah, there's, there's another voice talking, which may very well be Morgan Le Fay, uh, saying, you know, maybe your son has finally found his true calling. And uh, that's it. It was a short issue. Like, I, pretty awesome.
0: Oh, I, but I, pretty fucking great. Most Marvel number ones are like that now, where they just give you enough where it's like, you're going to buy like three more of these issues hoping for good stuff. But we're just going to give you mediocrity so you can keep hoping. Uh, so I'm obviously, I'm blindly on board. I can't say no to this. It was just a good book.
1: Yeah, it, it, Bendis and Malleeve together, man. They are an excellent, excellent team. Uh, the book looked gorgeous. I love Maliv's artwork. Uh, there was only one piece of art that I thought was a little uh, subject, and that is when Ben Grimm shows up and uh, he's talking to the doctor. Her mouth is perhaps a bit too agape for for a woman who was just talking to Dr. Doom, for her to then be that surprised that the thing is there. like I think you should kind of expect that. At that point, I was talking to Dr. Doom. Some other bullshit's going to happen. You know, also, like it just seemed a little weird.
2: Also, the thing is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. now.
0: Not even an agent of the cosmos, just a S.H.I.E.L.D. He downgraded.
2: Very
1: terrestrial. Yeah. Very, very, very terrestrial. Yeah. But this book was uh, was an absolute buy. it. It's Bendis. Yes. Malive. Could be great. This has the potential... To be as Don't alright, bitches, don't
0: get your hopes up. We all know that Marvel's gonna be like you know, spread this over a hundred and thirty-five issues and throw in about thirty-five uh uh tie-ins and then That's- and then maybe we have a book.
2: That's my secret, Dean. My hopes are always up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that you're always mad. Fabulous. Okay, alright. I yeah, here's the hope, and I, I I hope they don't mar this with, you know, just shitty tie-ins and stuff. Just let it be what it's going to be, man. Let them write a good book.
1: No, this this will be... I have faith. I have faith th- in Bendis.
2: There is just one thing. I I feel like there's something that I can't quite put my finger on, but maybe I have and I just don't even know it. The only way they could come up with that was at all plausible to get a new Iron Man and they got two is to just kill Tony Stark. But they kept him around inside a computer because he'll be back and they couldn't perceive of a way to bring him back if he was completely gone in the first place. Hashtag kills Tony So it's Stark. just kind of it's just really like I don't know what it is. It's no, he, you know he's going to be back. Like, th-
0: it's it's their backup plan for if this book tanks, they could be like, well, Tony was always around. We're just going to load him back into the fucking, um, you know, universe with this. F- fucking well, fine, they put Well, they you know? put
2: him in an Iron Man suit in the Ultimate Universe until they destroyed the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. So he was just a he robot. He was
0: a robot. Yeah, I, I got it. Saw Chappie, by the way, speaking of robot suits. Everyone should go see that movie. That's a good movie. Especially, it has "die word" in it. That's a fucking dope ass thing to have. Anything
2: in movie. with "die word" is fucking great. Yeah, but... yep, yep. really, all the reviews are really bad.
0: They should go suck a dick. It has it has Hugh Jackman with a mullet. Firstly, so go see it on that part alone. I'm down. <laughs> you know, and uh, I also um back to comics. I want to give a shout out. We missed this last week. All Star Batman had a Declan uh, Chauve, um variant. Really dope ass variant cover.
1: Fuck yeah! Let's get Declan Shelfie on the show. I love that.
0: Listen, we got things in the work for spoilers for things to come, but we got things in
1: the work. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But uh, gentlemen, I think this is a buy it from all of us. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So, a relatively interesting week of comics and technical difficulties aside, I think that's going to wrap it up for issue one hundred six of the Paper Cuts podcast.
2: Wait, is there something? Oh, new solicitations. Apparently, they're not killing off. All the X Men, there's four new X books coming up.
1: Great. But there's going to be an Iceman book, and that makes me happy because I have so much love for Iceman as a character. I really want it to be good. <laughs> Dwelling, the sacrifice. All right, all right, all right. Enough. Announcer guy, say some things. Thank you, Dan! Attention listeners! Did you know the Geekade crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geekade website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well you can keep in touch with Geekade by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan! Thanks for the first time, announcer guy, because I didn't get to thank you earlier. For real, anyway. I mean, kind of jumped in. But (laughs) thanks again, announcer guy. And once again, thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts podcast. We really do appreciate it. If you have a minute when you're done listening to this fine Geek aid show, why don't you head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or... Wherever it is you get your podcast, leave us a five star rating and review. It's the easiest way to get more eyes and ears on the show and is absolutely free of charge. If you want to get a hold of any of us, you can always send us a mail, mail at geekade.com. Um, no, that's not it at all.
0: Mail so right, at geekade.com. I did. I fucking yeah. said it right.
1: I'm sorry. I'm very, very tired today. I'll explain why. Well, I sent you pictures of why I'm tired today, gentlemen. You saw the bullshit i had to deal with today i mean the near miss with a car oh fucking exhausting you anyway
0: fuck cow man i get it you know all your energy is fucking yeah it is, what it is. such as life i have a very different relationship
1: right i you know J pain isn't coming through so i got to get him from somewhere so i'm happy uh,
2: just to have our relationship <laughs> as it is <laughs>
1: Oh, if you want to get a hold of any of us individually, you can follow us on different flavors of social media to steal from our good buddy, Chris Randazzo. You can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I am at geek aid Dan. You can follow Matt at geek aid Matt. And you can follow Dean at kimono underscore vest Lord. Join us again next week when we have a whole new slate of books to talk out and to talk out, to talk about Jeez, I'm going to bed until that time. For Matt Much, for Dean Defalco, for Evan Goldstein, for Nick Rillo. Who else have we ever had on the show? For everybody else. For Xander Cannon.
0: For fucking. For for Evan Goldstein. For for Chris Randazzo. For uh for for Michelle for for Billy.
1: For For uh, Michelle's legs that are hanging out in the back of this uh, screen over here. She's been a trooper. Very very sexy by the way. Oh I I love it. I know. There you go. Um, and for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan.